Welcome. You are about to listen to a destiny-changing message preached by Pastor David at Caris Phase 2. Caris Phase 2 is our revival-seeking youth ministry where young people are coming to know Jesus Christ. Faith comes by hearing and by hearing the word of God. Be blessed as you listen. Today, I was teaching, I was teaching in... Um, Chapter Colossians chapter 1, verse 6, and verse 7, and verse 8. But actually, didn't get to get to verse 9, which I want to. In verse 9, in Colossians, I'm actually going to talk about picking it from the um, last week. What did I talk about last week? Justification. And what did I say I'll talk about today? Really? Sanctification? Oh, I didn't prepare for sanctification. All right, but we'll see how it goes. I really wanted to go to um, atonement and reconciliation, but we'll, 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 get, to, we'll get somewhere. So in uh, Colossians chapter 1, verse 9, it said, when we heard of this, for this reason, since the day we heard of it, we heard of your faith and your love, we did not, it got my I couldn't wait to teach this thing. We did not cease to do what? Pray for you. Now, now this is an apostle talking. He said, I just couldn't stop praying for you. You know, God got my attention. Is there a prayer topic? Most people go to pastor for prayer, not for this kind of topic. But when I considered the apostles who prayed for the people, their prayer topic was kind of interesting. You think the people didn't have problems, marital problems, financial problems, domestic issues? He said those things are important, but they are, they are petty as compared to the major things. So he says that he not cease to pray for you and to ask that ye may be filled with the oh, oh. <coughs> that you may be filled with the knowledge of not God, but of His will. You, so you you know the will of God. So that that's my prayer topic for you, and for you for you to know that He actually prayed that what the content of His prayer is, the efficient Ephesus Church, in Ephesians chapter one verse sixteen. He said that, since we also heard this, I do not cease to make mention of you in my prayers. Ask him, do not cease, uh, do not cease to give thanks, to, uh, give thanks for you. Making mention of you where? In my prayers. One of the things I was going to talk about is, those of you who want to be church leaders and pastors, you don't have divine audacity to pastor people you don't pray for. You are trying to do soul winning. You are trying to do follow-up. Some of you are in follow-up and you don't pray for the people. Wow. You are just calling them, oh, I hope you enjoy the service. You see, you are not spiritual. Those things are good to say, but that's not the starting point. I pray for the service every morning. I pray for London every time. There's no Sunday I'm coming to church and praying, and I don't pray for London. And I don't pray for churches in London. Your prayer for people is what authorizes you to be a blessing to them. You can't really be a blessing to people you don't pray for. 
busy doing evangelizing, evangelism, going to Stratford. You haven't prayed for the people in Stratford. No wonder you end up with arguments and confusion. He said, I do not cease to make mention of you in my prayer. The verse 16. And let's look at the prayer topic. That the God of our Lord, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation. Pastor, not a good job. Spirit of wisdom and revelation. Because if there's something you need, in church, which no, you can't find anywhere else, is not job. Some of you here are hoping that one day you get a husband. It's not bad. Yeah, it's, it's good. But you are targeting most, too many young guys. You are targeting too many people. Ah, this guy, you are here because you are, you've joined the choir, because you want the guy, you've joined the church because not everybody there. But sometimes it can be a motivation which is not evil in itself, but when it comes to the work of God, that motivation might cost you. The core motivation for doing God's work, the legitimate key and core motivation for doing God's work is to hear him say, well done. Yeah. You want to please God. Yeah. So that means that sometimes you will do it at the expense of what you need. At the expense of a good job. At the expense of uh, familiar people being, uh, being, being famous or being popular, being liked. At the expense, because you want to please God. Paul puts it this way, Galatians chapter 2. He said, if I seek to please men, verse 10, if I seek to please men, I will not be a pleaser of God. Um, Galatians chapter 1. For I do not persuade men, oh sorry, for, for do I now persuade men, or oh God, or do I seek to please men? For if I please, I, if, if I still please men, I will not be a bond servant. You can't follow Christ to its logical conclusion if you are more interested in what people think about you. People will always think differently about you because they don't have the revelation that you might be operating with. We serve God by revelation. We thrive in God by revelation. Not just by goodwill. Goodwill is not strong enough for you to do well in God. Goodwill, good wishes, strong will. You need revelation. Revelation. Some of you, you are serving in, in church, but you don't have revelation. I fear your service will not last. Yeah. Your service will not last. Because you don't have revelation. But when you have revelation, like Paul. Paul, they were crying. They said, Paul, don't go. Because the Holy Ghost has showed that if you go to Jerusalem, bones and affliction await you. Acts chapter 20, 22, 23. Say, bones and affliction await you. The Holy Ghost, except that the Holy Spirit testified. It's not, it's, it was not a prophet. This one is the Holy Spirit himself. He's testifying in every city. It's not like that um, he said it once. He's testifying. When I go to the city, everywhere I'm going, he's telling me, Jerusalem, there's a problem there. People are prophesying and the Holy Spirit is also testifying. The Holy Spirit himself testifying everything in every city, saying that bones and affliction are with me. He said, no. Nevertheless, say nevertheless. nevertheless. How can somebody say that? But none of these things move me. 
neither do I count my life dear to me, so that I might finish. So he's saying that finishing his course is more important to him than his life. Ah! Wow. Someone, someone said, oh, me, I'll get married. Uh, if it's marriage, no, no, I'll get married. And if, uh, if I have to leave church, I'll, I'll leave and go and get married. Yeah. Because, so your uncle is suggesting a Buddhist to you. <laughs> I, I do not count my life dear to me. Why? That I might finish my course. Everybody has got a course. But what I like is he wants to finish it with joy. I might finish my course with joy. And the ministry which I have received from Jesus Christ has given me ministry. He said, I have to finish it. I want to finish the ministry. That's Revelation. So some of you are doing church and your cousin is also claiming to be in church. I've seen it so many times where some of our girls, our ladies, come into contact with a gentleman and the gentleman said, I want to marry her. And then our lady said, but what, you are not active in your church now. Sometimes he doesn't go to church sometimes. He's going on those kind of guys. And by encourage, we do church proper. Yes. Full, full on. Even when you are in uni, you still make sure you are part of fellowship. Yes. Because fellowship is just Christian. So, then when they come near our ladies and they realize that this Karis lady, I really like her, but she's very church, church. And she's always asking me in church. By the time I realized, they also started committing to church. He said, but Paul said, I don't count my life dear to me. That I will finish my course. If my life is not dear to me, then how about my friends. Some of you count your friends too dear to you. So you can't even finish a simple university course. You are struggling with your course because you find your friends too dear to you. Friends who don't place value on what is important to your destiny. How much more the course of God? Paul, he said that I don't count my life, not my friends. My life itself. My life. Say my life. life. Say my life. life. I don't count my life dear to me. That I might finish my course in joy. That tells you this man is operating by revelation. What does he sin about? So you will see someone, as I was saying, he he has not even taken his church serious. There's a gentleman recently, suddenly, the, the lady's birthday. He wanted to come. They said, come to church, come to church. Suddenly, the next time, I said, I couldn't come because our uh, youth leader has asked me to preach. But you used not to even go to church regularly. <laughs> now, the day you are supposed to back the lady in church for her birthday, suddenly, they say you should preach. Hey! hey. <laughs> but that's, that, that, that's okay. That's okay. But I'm saying that people who do things without revelation. They are ticking boxes and going through the motions. Now, if you don't have revelation, your, your work will not last. You cannot build with gold because to build with gold is very, gold is very costly. It will cost you your life. It will cost you your relationships. It will cost you your image. It will cost you your ego. It will cost you your pride. It will cost you your, uh, some money. And it will cost you friends. Want to build with gold? Revelation. So apostle said, uh, guys, I love you, but I'm praying for you that God will give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. Boy. Not to give you a good job. If you have revelation, 
Your lifestyle and your relationship with God will bring all kinds of strange opportunities and jobs. Your dedication to God is at the mercy of your revelation of God. And your, your dedication to God is what determines your allotment and your inheritance in God. Or that determines the manifestation of your inheritance in God. Don't be distracted by what people have. Find out how their relationship with God is like. Revelation. Say revelation. revelation. The pastor's greatest prayer is that these guys should get it. Get it. Don't desire to, to, to stand behind the pulpit and speak. Get it. If you get a revelation, you will. I remember many years ago, we had a youth fellowship and we were preaching. I used not to preach a lot, even though I was still deep in scripture. I'm deep in scripture, people who come around me, I, dis- I have many disciples who have discipled many years ago, and they are doing well. I've, that's my hobby. I just love to help you to be strong in the Lord. And my, uh, my other friend, who I'm even, I believe I'm stronger in scripture than, but he's very charismatic. When we do programs, he'll be the one preaching, and he'll call us, lay hands on us. We are all colleagues, but the way he'll treat us like he's our pastor. And I used to be good with praise and worship. So I would lead praise and worship. And then you preach. One day, a friend of mine, who is also a preacher, we are all students, he told me that, but David, don't you see this guy is cheating you? Why is it that he's not the only one preaching? Why you two can't preach? So sometimes let you two preach. He shouldn't be the only one preaching. I was shocked that a Christian can say something so stupid. I was shocked. This is far from my thinking that what is more important is Christ is being pre- is preached. Who, who preaches doesn't matter. Yeah. I realized he was thinking about image. He was thinking about how to, but in fact, it never crossed my mind until he spoke. You know, I, I didn't tell him, but I was shocked. A Christian, you think like this? That you are thinking who is preaching? That he's cheating me for, no, for me not preaching? Is there a negotiation? No. I, I was very shocked. You see, but many years down, I realized it's my revelation of God. So you see me standing before people teaching God's word and and wearing a nice tie. You might think it's the tie that is putting me here. So you will not begin to aim the tie. That you want that suit. You want that envelope. But I never believe, I never targeted envelope, tie, suit, shoe. Never once. I just. Don't you see the way I preach? I just, I just, I just want someone to get a revelation. I want to get it. Get it. I want you to get it. I want you to get it. So if you can do it by revelation, you are you have secured great blessings for your future. So the greatest desire is the Lord, give me an understanding of what I'm doing in church, how I'm working with you. You are not fornicating, not because you have revelation. But just that you don't have a partner. <laughs> yeah. Or maybe nobody likes you. So there are people who are, can look busy. They can look busy. But their busy is more Business-oriented than ministry-oriented. 
We are busy. Because they have their personal agenda. And sometimes their agenda can even be hidden from you. You need a preacher to draw your attention or someone who is working with God. And when you get close, oh, uh, don't sit here again. And then someone comes and says, why are they telling you not to sit here? Yeah. And they just only want uh, white people to sit there or Caribbean oh. to sit. So, so, so they, they bring it and then suddenly you say, ah, I've never thought about it. So you too, without revelation, now become a problem. Sometimes when people bring your attention to some things, you should quickly be fast to know that this person doesn't have revelation. Because when they don't have revelation, what they are saying seems to be very true. In the natural, in the canal. It seems very true. It actually holds water. There is credibility in what they are saying. But that credibility is on the human and natural plane. But you are operating on, on a different platform. Yeah. It's a platform, but that's not a platform you can relate with God or to God effectively on. So they are bringing, why is that girl talking to you like that? Or, don't you see the girl likes the guy? He likes the guy. But the guy, I think the guy likes you. And he, she's, she's, the one she, she's always trying to sit in there. So now, now suddenly, you also want to show that you like, you also want to be in his car with a shorter skirt. And because you know your ties are fairer. Yeah. Yeah, and softer. So now you are beginning to compete on the, in the flesh. He said, oh, foolish Galatians. Galatians chapter 3 verse 1. Oh, foolish Galatians. Who has bewitched you? That when you have started in the spirit, are you ending now in the flesh? It's foolishness to start a good journey babes, by, on Revelation and now be distracted and now start operating in the flesh like everybody be, thinks and behaves. So Paul, the apostle, he said, when I saw your faith, I heard about your faith and your hope and your love for the saints. I don't cease to pray for you that the God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, may grant unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation. Say revelation. Revelation, revelation in the knowledge of you. And that means that what you know in God cannot just be taught. It can't just be taught. It must be caught. Some things are not taught. They are caught. What you know in God. And it's on the platform of a preacher who's been praying for you. So that is why all of you who are into leadership, departmental leadership, KOC leadership, pray, pray for the people and stop preaching at them. Pray for the people. Because with time it will show you are saying so much, but you are getting so little. Because prayer is missing. He said, the pastor said, I'm praying for you. I'm praying for you. I'm praying for you. That, uh, Colossians chapter 1 verse 9. He said, I pray for you. Colossians, I pray for you. That, uh, that, and I ask that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. That sounds a bit much. You'll be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. All wisdom. You are filled with the knowledge. You know his will. You know his will. When we talk about the will of God, most of the time, is it the will of God for me to go to 
uh, Oxford or Cambridge. Is it the will of God for me to date this such a person? Is it the will of God for me to do this? That's true, you got to know, but that is the will of God on a lesser level. Yeah. About oh, what, what car should I buy? Which area should I move to? Who should I befriend? What department should I join? Uh, which house, two houses are available? Which one? I need to know the will of God. Or oh, who should I marry? Which of these girls should I, should I make advances? I'm praying God. Those are important. So it's, it's important. But when the Bible actually spoke about the will of God, it's not talking about just this. No, 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 just this. This is the lesser, lesser, lesser things. They are heavy, heavyweight matters. Heavyweight. The weightier matters which depict more the will of God is Ephesians chapter 1 verse 5, Ephesians chapter 1 verse 9, Ephesians chapter 1 verse 11, and Ephesians chapter 5 verse 17, Romans chapter 12 verse 2. This, this is the Matthew chapter 6 verse 10, Matthew chapter 12 verse 50. Matthew chapter 7, verse 21. <laughs> You're wondering what, which was. When I remember, I'll tell you. <laughs> Rewind, I won't remember. <laughs> if you could remember. The will, say the will of God. The will of God. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 5. I like that. Let's already have from the screen, please. All right, let's go. Feel like an American. Ah, it's so nice. Did you, did you see that? He has predestined us to adoption as sons by Jesus Christ to Himself. So we have been adopted. You are not originally a child of God. Uh oh. You originally are not a child of God. But because of Christ, we have now been adopted as God's sons. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And he did all, oh, he did all this on the basis of the, of the good pleasure of his will. That's the will of God we are talking about. The will of God is that you become the child of God. That others become, the, others become the, the, the child of God, the children of God. That the children of God will be together. His, the Bible says that according to the good pleasure of his will. Yeah. Ooh, it makes him happy. The fact that you are in church. Some of you, you might be born again from today. Yes. Yes. Don't be telling me, I, I'm sure, I'm, I want the pastor to pray for me because I'm not sure whether I should go to uh, South Bank or K Kingston. I'm not sure they've all offered me a place. Uh, I'm not sure. I, I, please, that is important, but it's not as important as you, the real will of God. He said, I'm praying for you that you'll be filled with the knowledge of his will. Hallelujah. The will of God, the, the good pleasure of his will. Verse 9, Ephesians chapter 1, verse 9. Good pleasure of his will, having made known to us the mystery of his will. According to his good pleasure. Which he purposed himself. You see, this will is according to his good pleasure. It, no one advised him. No one advised God to save you. He purposed in himself. He purposed in himself. That's why you'll be making a big mistake if somebody's behavior make you leave church. Yeah. I used to be in that church and the pastor was like this. The pastor uh, was, 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 uh, was caught in uh, adultery or, or that. And so you see, this is because of this... Uh, uh, if a New York pastor of a church has 
committing adultery. What has that got to do with you? What, what has that got to do with you? What has that got to do with you? Have you finished managing your own issues? Do you think God consulted them before he called you? Or he called you because of them? You lack revelation. That's your problem. You lack revelation. Your Christian life is built on what somebody's doing. You lack revelation. That's your big problem. That's why we have to, we don't have to stop praying for people for revelation. Because if we don't pray for people for revelation, they won't last in church. Even though they are born again, they'll be like they are born against. Going to sit on online and attacking churches and pastors. You lack revelation. You lack revelation. As for me, I believe God has called me to correct things going on in the church. Who are you? Where is your church? Who have you been able to stabilize and arrest? Where are your disciples? Online disciples, they are not disciples. They are viewers. They are viewers. They are not disciples. Excuse me. Get over yourself. You don't have anybody following you. When you have followers online, you think that's the followers you are doing? You just said, follow me, I'll make you fishers of men. You think that's the kind of followers you are talking about? You don't have followers. You have fans. That's the preaching. We are talking about people who sit down. You have impacted their lives. They are now walking with God. They are bearing fruit. And you see them. You speak to them. They speak to you. You help them in their work with God. They ask you questions. You explain with them. You see them physically. Stop those kind of uh, 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 online deception. Wow. You don't have followers. You have fans. Wow. That is deep. Yeah, going to sit online and say, it's my job to correct what is going on. Romans says, who, make, who made you another man's judge? You. Who made you another man's judge? So starts your personal immoral problems with you. Anytime someone is attacking churches, attacking churches, they tend to have immoral problems, I'm telling you. Most of the time, there's something wrong in their lives. Because if you are really working with God, you find it quite difficult. Are you learning something? Yes, yes. I haven't come to the redemption bit. People are not spiritual. If another Christian has, has been found in a fault, unless sometimes matters of doctrine, matters of doctrine, you can speak out on matters of doctrine without attacking persons. Because doctrine is what holds the church. So when someone is teaching wrong doctrine, you can speak the right doctrine. Right. Speak to the public without attacking this person is a fake person, this person is a, that is, that is God. And especially when the person you can tell that they have a certain impact, godly impact on people, even if they are caught in a fault, because everybody has got likely to have some secret fault you are dealing with. I'm not saying that secret sin or something that you are condoning, but something that you are dealing with. Maybe you eat too much. Mm. Maybe sometimes you show your anger too much to your uh, people who live with you. Some people are good to live with them. You realize, hey. yeah. Sometimes maybe you don't like bathing too often. Yeah. <laughs> Once a week. <laughs> Revelation. 
And you who are listening to somebody lambasting another believer, and you said, yeah, somebody must say that to you yourself, you also lack revelation. It's truth that that is there, but it's not every truth you speak about. Let's be careful when we want to use people's past, especially their uncontrollable past, or the past of their families, because their families have done evil or something. Let's not use that to judge them. There are other platforms to be able to talk about some things. But give honor to whom honor is due. Let alone to take, pick up on a church and then be blasting them. They are materialistic. And what do you gain by sitting online and blasting them and blasting them and blasting them? Where are your souls? You either have sin somewhere in your life or you are into occult. When people are into occult, they find it so easy to attack the church and pastors. Or when they are in sin, they find it so easy to attack men of God and church leaders. I've just let you in on one revelation. So he said that I pray that God will give you understanding. Colossians chapter... I should have gone to my justification. My heart is full of matter. For this reason, I pray since the day I, we heard of it, do not, uh, uh, do not, we, do not, we do not cease to pray for you and to ask that you will be filled. Oh, I like the filled bit. Filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. That, look at the next one. Verse. It says that, that you walk worthy of the Lord. Fully pleasing him. What? Because there are people can walk worthy of the Lord. Your, your walk corresponds to your faith, to your claims in the Lord. You're walking worthy of the Lord. People see you and they, they can tell. You yourself know that there are no secrets, dodgy things in your life. You are walking worthy of the Lord. It's a, it's a prayer topic. Church leaders, prayer topic. This morning, I really wanted to speak to pastors. Stop praying for jobs for people. It's okay, it's okay. But don't make all your prayers that my member will get a job. Pray that they will get revelation. Yes, sir. Because their revelation will put them on top of life. Yes, sir. <laughs> you go up by revelation. You remember that scripture? Yes, sir. said, I went up by revelation. So you want your members to go up? Please pray that they will get revelation. And you yourself teach for people to have revelation of this God we are serving. The, the pastor who was here this morning visited. He was so he said, I've been following you, and I don't listen to a lot of pastors. He himself is a pastor, he oversees some branches. So I don't listen to a lot of pastors, but I follow you. And then I came here this morning. In fact, my host wants to take me somewhere, but I said no. He traveled way from outside London to come. And then when he said, he said, just little you were teaching. I have a camp meeting with my members. In fact, I've got the team. Wow. And I'm going to teach exactly the whole camp, the thing you are teaching. Wow. Things you are teaching. These things, revelation-based. Well, I don't want to disappoint you, so I've spoken a little bit about the will of God. I, I quote a scripture, I didn't finish. Okay, Matthew, let's go to the Matthew. No, verse 9, verse 11. Sorry, Ephesians chapter, chapter 1, verse 11. We didn't read that one. Ah, let's read the verse 11. Okay, it says that in him also we have obtained an inheritance. In him also we have obtained an inheritance, 
being predestined according to the purpose of him who works all things according to the counsel. He doesn't wait for someone's counsel. The counsel of his will. He advises himself and does things based on that advice. I, I, I don't like this pastor, you know. I, I don't like this pastor. God didn't consult you to make me a pastor. <laughs> in Christianity, in the work of God, in the move of God, majority carries the vote, or voting, uh, uh, majority, whatever, all those uh, democratic language is foreign to God. Is that, does that make democracy wrong? No, no, no. For national governments, that's different. But church government is not democracy, it's theocracy. Wow. It's not what many people think. It's what anyone who has the, who, who has the ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. Yeah. They were fasting and praying as prophets and teachers in Acts chapter 30. And the Holy Ghost said, separate unto me. Ah, let them, let Barnabas, there are five of you, prophets and teachers, but let Paul and Barnabas live because I've, I've called them to, an, to be apostles. Let them live. The Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit. So when it comes to the church, it's, it's, it's the closest we can, the church in the Bible ever came to democracy is when they cast Lot in Acts chapter 1 to replace Judas. That one was even a lot. So head, tail. And that one wasn't majority carrying votes. That's the closest the church came ever to uh, democracy. So God, and then they actually prayed that God choose which of this one you have. Let us know which of these ones we have appointed. And after they prayed, they cast, cast Lot and it fell on Matthias. Yeah, the, cast, the, the Lot was influenced. People bring democratic views into church government. And church government is purely divine. Jesus is the master of the church, the Lord of the church. Amen. So, uh, okay. So he does that according to the counsel of his own will. What? What? He does all these things on the counsel of his own will. No one has to counsel God. Uh, God, can I advise you? You know, that, that, that guy cannot be a pastor. Shh, shh. He didn't consult you. So leave God. Let him run his church. Let him run his church. If you have reservations, pray for the person you have reservations. And God has put him there. And let's all follow. People who don't want to take instructions from church leadership. You are in the choir. Choir leader said, let's do it. We are wearing blue. He said, no, I'm wearing purple because I'm wearing black because the funeral is coming. I'm wearing... <laughs> what's the problem there? Maybe he's not a bad person, but what's the problem? Lack revelation. Yeah. Give me someone who has revelation. I prefer moving and walking with someone who has revelation than someone who is just a good person. Because some people in the name of being good have spoiled a lot of the move of God. Some of you people are trying to advise you who lack revelation. 
They have been in church. He said, I'm, an, I'm your auntie. You know, we, me and my husband, we pastor our own church. We have been in church before you were born. And I'm telling you, but you can't tell they love revelation. They love revelation. They love, they've been in church long, but they still love revelation. Being in church long time doesn't mean you have revelation. You might, you, might, you might get, you might be part of a church culture, church tradition, but revelation of God, of the will of God, you are dry, you are bankrupt of the revelation of the will of God. And so with the purposes, I pray for you that you have revelation of the will of God. The will of God! The will of God! In Matthew chapter 6 verse 10, it said, when you pray, that will be done on earth! <laughs> It's part of a prayer. It should be your prayer topic. Then he said, oh, give me a husband, give me a job, give me a wife. That is also not a bad prayer. But make sure you don't pray that prayer at the expenses of your will be done. Sometimes people come to me, Pastor, I'm going for an interview. Please pray for me that I'll get a job. I usually pray the will of God. Because you see, you think it's a good job, but you don't know that God has something better. You might not know. So I can't just pray, God, give me a job. Go! <laughs> Even if I'm praying, God give her a job. I say, according to your will, according to your will, make room and allowance for God's sovereignty in your plans. Hallelujah! That that will be done on earth. I say this in heaven. That will be done. Everybody, let's say that. That will be done on earth. As it is in heaven. Say it loud again. One more time. That will be done on earth as it is in heaven. In Matthew chapter 7, verse 21, he said, Not all those who say, Lord, Lord, ah, ah, but he who does, hey, the will. The will. Matthew chapter 12, verse 50. Jesus said, don't be worried about who my natural brother is, my natural sister. He said, for everyone who, who for whoever, whoever does the will. <laughs> don't be thinking when you say the will, don't be thinking about getting a job. Okay? The will of God that we can't be ambiguous about is what it is that people should be born again and the church you grow. The greatest revelation of God, the most greatest, the greatest, the ultimate revelation in God is the revelation of the body of Christ. You have no experience God in full if you haven't seen what the church is in the plan of God. <laughs> Who do men say I am? You say you are the son of God. Matthew chapter 16, verse 16. You are Christ, the son of the living God. And then he, who do you say are your son? Christ, son of the, and he said, ah, Peter, blessed are you. That's a good, Revelation puts you in a blessed state. Blessed are you, son of, uh, son of Jonah. For flesh and blood has not revealed. Revelation is what makes you actually blessed, you know. So that's why, can you understand why he prayed that they will have revelation? Revelation of what? The will of God. That's more important. And he said that, Blessed are you, sir, for flesh and blood has not revealed this unto you. But my Father who is in heaven, and I tell you the truth, you are Peter. And upon this rock, I will build my church. The first mention of the church in the Bible was based on when he found Jesus, who Jesus is. Jesus said, let me take you further. Because the, the ultimate revelation of God doesn't rest on Christ. 
it rests on the body of Christ. Ah, you can't separate the church from Christ. Because the church is the body of Christ. But most people know the historic Jesus, but not the ascended Jesus. The ascended Jesus has his body on the earth, and the head is in heaven. Hey! The head is sitting somewhere, and the body is here. And yet, we are still one. He is with the body. He said, behold, look, I'm with you always, even to the end of the Matthew Hallelujah. chapter 28, verse, uh, verse 19. Behold, look, I'm with you always to the end of the Ah, but you are here. Yes, but I'm with you. I'm with you. And he's not just with us. He's in us. And he's not just in us. We are in him. What? Hallelujah. Separate us from Christ. We are the body of Christ. Yes, Lord. We are the body. The church is the body of Christ. And you need to pray that God give me revelation about the church. Give me revelation about Christ so I can know more about the church. One of my biggest pleasures, that's why I love church and I love pastors. Because if you really know God, you revalue the church. <laughs> Those people say, ask oh, me, church, church, church. Anyone who just talks negative about church doesn't really know God. Because God decided to make the church. Can you imagine one of the things about God that I found that is quite interesting, which uh, modern day or natural human beings won't understand. Why, why, why should God call, himself the, God call himself the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob? He took his name and attached it to some people, human beings. Jacob, Jacob, look, Jacob served for 14 years for one woman. 14 years, I like this girl. I like this girl. What from the day I want to marry this girl. I want to marry her. For 14 years, he was married 14 years for one girl. And when he got married, they gave him a different girl. You live with them in the same house. You want to say that because there was no light, you didn't see in the night what was happening. You know, you know. Jacob. Jacob deceived his brother. He lied to his father. God shouldn't put his name, call himself the God of Jacob. Isaac is not perfect. Abraham, God shouldn't call his name. He said, I am the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. And this same God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob has decided to make himself one with the church. What do you have? What was your problem? And because you know so much about human beings that you are beginning to attack what God has died for, attack what God has made himself one with your problem is you lack revelation a lot of people think they know the church but they lack revelation they know people in church but they don't know the church 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 including bishops and pastors there are a lot of people who are pastors and bishops and they don't know the church the church of God I mean they don't know the church of God I think it's just people who have got it. Just people who have got it. Oh, look at it. <laughs> All they have is Jesus. What else should we have? <laughs> Romans chapter 12, verse 2. He said, Be not conformed. Do not be conformed to this world. Let's all say that together. Do not be conformed to this world. Say it again. Do not be conformed to this world. I think I need you to do me a favor. How many of you think it's a good idea to be a preacher? So why today, I authorize you to be a preacher. Preach to the, the person sitting near you. Preach to the person, do not be conformed to this world. 
Aha. Aha. Some people can say it. Aha. Yeah. Some, some people who want to conform to the world can say, look at somebody in the face and tell him, Ethan, do not be conformed to this world. Not by the renewal, but be transformed. Yeah. It takes transformation and it takes renewal of mind to transform. But it starts with not being conformed to this world. That's where we are at the moment. So don't be conformed to this world. But be transformed, not by the removing of your mind. The fact that you are in church doesn't mean you shouldn't think. Think and stop this mindless worship. Wow. <laughs> There are a lot of people you know, they do mindless worship. They don't even have a main reason why they do, because that's what they said do, so they do. They don't have a reason from scripture. Some of the examples of mindless worship is when you decide not to study because you want to go and pray. That's, that's mindless, mindless. You have removed your mind. God can use stupid people. <laughs> I'm telling you the truth. Have you forgotten the prayer? He said, I pray. Colossians 1.9. Do not cease to pray for you that God will fill you with what? Knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. Understanding has to do with your mind. Wisdom has to do with your heart. Spiritual understanding. Spiritual understanding. Why are you singing in the choir? I have spiritual understanding. Why are you doing outreach? I have spiritual understanding. My people are laughing at you. I have spiritual understanding. Wow. Be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. Now, well, that's what I'm teaching. It's renewing your mind. And that is where your transformation comes from. Some of you say, since I came to Christ, my life has changed. Do you know what? It's not because of the people. It's because of the teaching. It has changed your life. It's changed. Your mindset is different. Because some of us really, me, when I got born again, I realized I really needed a lot of brainwashing. Because my brains were dirty. Put in the washing machine, wash it for me. Wash it for me. Wash it for me. It's like, you're all being brainwashed. Tell, tell your mom, the way I was messing up, I really need a lot of, because I've been smoking too much. I've been drinking too much. I've been gambling too much. I've been sleeping around too much. I've been doing drugs too much. I've been in the gang too much. I really need brainwashing. This, my brain is dirty. Wash it with the word of God. Wash it with the word of God. Wash it with the word of God. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Ah, that's not the end of it. So that you will prove what is good. What is that good and acceptable and what? Perfect will of God. It's a perfect will of God. You'll be able to prove this is the will of God. I just know, because my mind has been transformed. I've been renewed. My life has been transformed. So it helps me to know, ah, this is the will of God. Even though it doesn't feel nice for me, but I know that's the will of God. Hallelujah. And then the will of God, the highest will of God, has to do with God's plan concerning the church. Yeah. What? Ephesians chapter 5, verse 17. Am I preaching at all? Yeah. 
Why? Let's all read it aloud. Let's go. Unwise. He said, that, that's a very diplomatic way of saying, don't be stupid. Yeah. Don't be silly. <laughs> don't be silly. Some people come around and they are not ready to change. They want to mess up and they want to do their own thing and they, everything. Oh, I don't like it. I don't know. I just can't show me where to sit. Listen, if, if you stop coming with the way you are, if you stop coming, you have actually done us a big favor. <laughs> Coming to come doesn't mean you are part of us. Not wanting to come again, you don't know you have actually helped us. Because we have been excused of this kind of, this kind of unchristian and unyielding and wrong ready to change, ungodly person. (laughs) We are not business. We are a body. We don't want foreign elements in our body. Wow. Wow. (laughs) <laughs> I've said something quite. Yeah. Don't think we are desperate for crowd. No, I wouldn't be preaching the way I preach. It's not about crowd. We want to find. Yesterday I was at a wedding. What wedding was that? Yeah, the musician. I was at a wedding. Yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, uh, your wedding too. Because not there are a lot of people they don't do church. But they will come to wedding. I say, I, I got you. Got you, baby. Got you, baby. Got you, baby. And you don't want to come to my wedding with your girlfriend, who you have been messing up with. I will convert you to marry her. You don't come to wedding that I'm going to preach. Yesterday. I mean, thank you. How can you say Hebrews chapter 13 verse 4? At a wedding. That fornicators, I said, let me define fornicator. And I define who a fornicator is. And I define who an adulterer is. And I said, a fornicator and an adulterer. What happens? God will judge. A wedding, oh no, pastor, pastor, please, please. People have come with their boyfriends, people have come with their girlfriend, they just came from holiday. And I said, can you imagine at a wedding, I was saying things like, we are a woman, how can you be sharing bathroom with a guy? Who's not married to you? He's not married to you. Yeah, you're on holidays and you're all sharing the bathroom, you're bathroom and Baby and she, he's standing there having a chance. Can you imagine? There will be somebody like that. And the agenda is not to make people feel condemned, but agenda is to wake people up, give people a rude awakening, because these things are foreign. And people don't understand why God, their lives are void of God. And suffering and drama has taken over their lives. So sometimes a little bit of revelation, a little bit of spiritual information Gets in the light. Let the light go in. It will save that girl's life. It will save that boy's life. Now, why did I bring this in? If it is members we are looking for, you won't say that in a wedding. No, no. You won't say that because some people will hate you. They don't want to come near you. So you don't say this 
to advertise for members. But I am looking for opportunity to send in the light of God into the heart of people. That's my agenda. If you come around and our light is too strong for you and you're complaining, I'm, 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 I don't think Caris is for me. You're actually not for us too. Yeah. <laughs> we, will, we will pay you to go. We will pick Uber for you. And there are some people, they are not worth following up on. Don't follow them. Don't follow them. They are not worth following them. Don't follow them. I'm going back to my mother's church. He redeemed. Go! You shouldn't have come at me. You should have come. You came to test the good word of God and you liked it, but you don't want to change. You just want, you don't want to be disciple. You just want to be a convert. Even conversion, they don't convert. No, 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 no. We want a sanitized system. We don't, in, we don't condemn, but we challenge. If you claim to be, if you want to be a Christian, that be one. Then be one. Be a Christian for real. That's what I'm talking about. For real. Let's stop this churchianity. Be a Christian for real. Don't only be a Christian when we are watching it. Don't only be a Christian when you are amongst us. Be a Christian at any cost. Privately. And people might not, might not know how much genuine you are. But to show time. To show in your results. It will it show in your testimonies. It will show in the fruits your life is producing. Because you might not see the roots, but you will definitely see the fruits. Wow. Wow. Don't show the roots. The will of God. The will of God. The will of God. Being filled. He said, so. Uh, uh, he said, don't be unwise. <laughs> 517 Ephesians. Don't be unwise. But don't be unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. Revelation. God bless you for listening to the amazing message. We pray your life can never be the same. Don't forget to like and subscribe to Caris Church on YouTube and listen to more messages from David Entry on all relevant streaming platforms. You can also connect with David Entry and our youth ministry at Caris Phase 2 on Instagram and TikTok and at Caris on Campus on Snapchat so you're always up to date. Be blessed.